The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. I definitely Yay. almost said Texas that time. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, like, it, I would understand. I would completely understand why. <laughs> I actually heard that song, like, I was just randomly, like, walking, like coming out of, a, like, a store or something as I walked by, and I definitely clapped to it. <laughs> nice. As you should. As you yeah, should. And then, like, everybody was like, what? And I was like, just on my way keep walking don't even look it's fine yeah no that's how i was like totally played it off i guess maybe as much as far as i can play anything non-native texan wandering around in colorado (laughs) clapping the songs it's fine nothing to see here it's all good i went to my first uh college did you want to intro the oh yeah maybe the (laughs) podcast yeah like uh so this is deep in the heart of hockey a (laughs) podcast about the dallas stars fancy stuff and general shenanigans as usual, heavy on the shenanigans. Heavy on the shenanigans. <laughs> uh, it is twelve seventeen, and this is podcast number sixty-two. Yeah, I looked it up. You well, are correct. I knew it was sixty-two because we made the joke about last time being an odd-numbered podcast and therefore awful. Clearly, this is going to be yeah. a good podcast. All even podcasts are good. <laughs> it's a rule I just made up. Um, so one of the things, and I think we should get us, get ourselves started off on the right foot since this is going to be a great podcast. I want to make a dad joke about the left foot so bad, but I can't (laughs) because I'm too tired. (laughs) Okay. Well then maybe, uh, so if I have two left feet, Carolyn, I can't start things off on the right foot. (laughs) There you go. Probably not great at waltzing. No, I suck at dancing, actually. (laughs) All kinds, even the waltz. So if you listened to our last podcast, which I hope you have, um, you would know that we are trying to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And we also uh, were raising money to fund the um, podcast server costs, which are very low, and to get Anna, uh, Marin, a new microphone. And um, we raised those funds in, like, two days. So... I'm so ridiculously thankful for all of you guys, but we wanted to start off uh, with a deep in the heart of hockey radio request because anyone who pledged over twenty dollars, uh, twenty dollars or more, got to make a request. And this is going to be our only request of the show because we are doing a super special semi-live Christmas spectacular. Yeah, I just, I mean, as regular listeners of the podcast will know, from the moment that you moved up to Colorado, we've been really bad about doing things in unison. (laughs) I don't know if it's the distance or, like, just, we just cannot seem to get phones figured out. I'm not sure. But, like, I, I, I have, I really hesitate to... Like, I really, I really worry about what it would sound like if we attempted to do most anything. And we have uh, some excellent, excellent requests. And so oh, God, we don't want yeah. to butcher them more than we have to. I mean, we're already going to be butchering them because neither Carolyn nor I are professional singers. I don't know if you guys knew that, but... Just FYI. FYI, this content's free. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have a really excellent radio request. So we are very confident that we can handle right now over schedule <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give it our give it the old college try and uh it's from po- friend of the podcast stefan and his dedication is to people who are not afraid to go off the beaten path and do things differently which is all y'all and very much basically anybody who possibly supports this podcast yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> all right do you want to count us in all right i'll count us in three Two, one. Soft, Soft kitty, warm, warm kitty, kitty, little, little ball of fur. Happy kitty, sleepy kitty, 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 how about I sing one line, you sing one line, I sing one line, you sing one line. All right, let's do that. Let's try that. <laughs> Soft kitty, warm kitty. Little ball of fur. Happy kitty, sleepy kitty. Purr, purr, 
Carter. <laughs> <laughs> that that went better. That yeah. went better. <laughs> I might just edit that other entire part out. <laughs> I really, I really feel like it needs to stay. I feel like people need to know why we're not doing this over the phone. <laughs> I feel like it really needs. I mean, we butchered the easiest four line song that we could. But we tried to make it around, and it's not around. Like people need to know. People need to know. Around. I mean, you could obviously because we just did. <laughs> Speaking, but I'm just saying that's not what we meant to do. We were trying to do it the right way. <laughs> uh, speaking of people with more talent than us, do we want to talk about the Dallas Stars? I mean, sure. I don't know if they have more talent than me though at singing. Well, okay, we do have some evidence to the contrary, given their recent Christmas video. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably would also butcher Soft Kitty. They probably would, especially if they're trying to do it over Skype. <laughs> um, so the Dallas Stars had a pretty good road trip. They just got yeah. out of a five-game road trip. Yes. Five. Bookended by failure, but, you know, that's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Wait, was it five games or was it four games? It was four games. Four-game road trip. It was not bookended four by game. failure. No, it was five games, right? They went to Vegas. And then oh. I don't even remember. God, I'm pulling it up. Hang on. Give me, give me just a second. I'm pulling it up right now. This hockey, is why I... hockey season is super, super long. Uh, <laughs> yes, hockey season is super, super long. Okay, so they had four games in New England, but it started with the Golden Knights. So it was a loss to the Golden Knights. No, that wasn't home. Yeah, okay. So it was a four-game game So I was not wrong. We won against the Rangers. We won against the Islanders. We we lost against the Devils. And then we got a point against the Flyers. So it was not bookended by failure. It was ended with failure. And uh, so currently they're sitting 18-14-2, which has them in a wild card, the top wild cards position. However, it's still a very precarious wild card position, considering they've played 34 games. Uh, most of the people in the Central have not played 34 games. and Or at least I should say most of the people below them in the Central have not played 34 games. And they only get 38 points. So, that's not great. No, it's not. And That's not. And even less great is that we have a literally zero goal differential. <laughs> Zero. None. Yeah. <laughs> no goal yeah. differential. And that's with the NHL.com's, like, crazy goal differential, which counts as shoot at, shootout win as a goal, which is the worst thing. And we have definitely won two shootouts, so we technically probably have a negative two goal differential. I don't like that either. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not fantastic. But, I mean, they are playing pretty good hockey. They have really climbed up in the shot share standings. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Sean Tierney's charting, uh, charting hockey's turn on that right now. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that we're straddling a line between good and dull. <laughs> that's, I mean, basically the truth, though. Like, there's nothing... That's the worst thing about this season, is, like, they're actually doing okay as far as, like, wins... But I don't want to watch them anymore. Like, they're just kind of there. Yeah. And I mean, part of it's that I've just been super, super fucking busy. And, like, I also don't have, like, a real TV right now. So I have to watch everything on some sort of... Wait, you got rid of your TV before you'd actually replaced it? No, no, no. Well, I don't have it hooked up. Oh. And uh, I need to replace it. And I need to get a new one that's small and can hang on the wall. But I haven't done it yet. It's just one of those things where it's like... So everything I'm watching, I'm watching on, like, my work laptop, which is a little bit bigger than my, my personal laptop. And so it's like, hey, it makes watching hockey hard. I'm super busy, and so, like, half the time... And I'm on this weird mountain time. So, like, for instance, I wouldn't have even been able to watch this road trip had I wanted to. Because everything started almost... Yeah, because it started at five. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, like, in the car, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I'm pretty happy. Like, I mean, it was a legit win over the aisles. Like, that was... I didn't get to watch that one. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to watch it, watch it, but it definitely, like, they... Like, they murdered them. <laughs> and then kind of, like, let off the gas, and, like, then the aisles scored a couple, but, like, at the same time, like, the first period, they 
the stars were really, really good. And they, they, they literally doubled all situations, shots, not shots on goal, but just shots on the New York Rangers. Oh, no, I watched the Rangers game because I'm pretty sure I recapped it for defending a big D, but the Rangers game was really frustrating for me because we should have won that game like 10 to 1. Mm -hmm. It was ridiculous that nothing could get past their backup goalie. It was so ridiculous that Sean Shapiro was like, if the Stars make it to the playoffs, whoever they face should put in their backup goalie because we cannot seem to score on backup goalies or rookie goalies or like... You know, that dude that they have to dress when one of the goalies is sick just so they have a second guy on the bench. Like, I'm pretty sure we would also fail to score against that dude. <laughs> Emergency goalie kryptonite. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. I don't understand. Well, I really, truly do not understand. Uh, Pavlik, who was the guy playing in that for the Rangers that night, has done that to the Stars before. Like, oh, I know. I re- <clears throat> Believe me, I remembered his name. I re- No, I mean, I know he's done that before. I really do. But, like, holy freaking Christ. But, like, was, that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Heavy size. Um, so I see that you have this thing on the podcast about Hitch calling out Ben and Sagan. But I have not been on Twitter this weekend, and I don't know what that means. So, after the Philadelphia game, Hitch, in his usual Hitch style, gave a fairly candid quote to the press, the media, and he was basically like, it's really great that our role players are, are stepping, I mean, this is paraphrased, so I don't have, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it was, he was basically like, yeah, it's great that the role players are stepping up, but you know, we need more from our top guys, and you know who I'm talking about. Oh my god. So, Maybe if you let them play in a way that makes sense for them, right? Yeah, and I honestly, so I, I just pulled up, um, I pulled up Corsica, and I actually did research for this podcast, which is new and different and stuff like that. It's not that new and different until all of our other podcasts short. We've done a lot of research for our podcast. Well, so I pulled up Corsica. So Dallas is top five in uh, expected goals percentage. But, again, like we've always called out, um, an XG per 64, like, Uh in offense, we're 17th out of 31. Okay. And that, That, I mean, it's just kind of like... That's not great. It's like, well, yeah, everything we're doing, it's because we're third, everything good, everything good we're doing is because we're third in XG against. Like, we're doing, like, we're one of the best defensive teams. But... There's just not a lot of creativity and a lot, a lot of going on. And I thought it was kind of funny that he's calling out these people. So I looked up our last four, five games, right? And just mm-hmm. from um, a point perspective, Jamie Ben has five points in the last five games. You can <clears throat> shut your mouth about our top players. And to be fair, like he, it's not like he got those points against Philadelphia or New Jersey, but Tyler Sagan also has two points in the last five games. And one of them was against New Jersey. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I get that you want these guys to be, like, 80-point people, but, like, also, he's already at 29 point. Tyler Sagan has 29 points in 34 games for Dallas. Like, he's almost at a point-per-game pace this season. That, I, honestly, that just chaps my ass so much. Like, Jamie Benn is also at 29 points in 34 games because, of course, he is. A fucking course he is. Oh, God. That really, really, I just, it just reminds me yet again of how much I don't like Ken Hitchcock and how mad I am that he is my head coach. And when I say my head coach, I obviously mean the Stars head coach. I don't actually play for the Stars as yet or ever because I don't play hockey. But it just, Again, and it continues to piss me off. He's so annoying. And, I mean, I think the big thing is, like, the Stars' power play has just gone completely cold. And I get, like, there's some definite frustration there. But, like, you also have, like, Tyler Sagan was playing with Devin Shore and Ramey Ellie. Mm-hmm. 
for most of this road trip. He got placed mm-hmm. with Jamie Ben, yeah, like on whatever fucking day it was that they played Philadelphia. Like that was that was yesterday. Time. Yeah, was it yesterday? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, that was the first time he's been playing with Jamie Ben for like the last four games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and it, we know they make each other better. We know they uh-huh. make each other better. So like at the same time, like fucking chill your shit. Like, I mean, if you want them to succeed, put them in positions where they can succeed and stop, like, bitching about them not succeeding when they're playing with fourth liners. Like, that's asinine. It's absolutely stupid. That said, I do think it was kind of funny that it was like, no one expects third line center Tyler Sagan. No, that's true. <laughs> no one does. No one does. And I mean, that's part of why I do think. I mean, I do think as a strategy, it totally worked in that, like... We, like, dominated shots against the Rangers. We completely, like, dominated. And then we dominated shots against the Islanders. And then we did dominated shots against New Jersey. And then we dominated shots against Philadelphia. How much did you watch of the Rangers game? Because I thought that... I thought the Rangers game was interesting. It was not a thing that I'd seen Hitchcock do before. And I I thought it was... I did not get to see any any of these games because of the time. Oh, okay. Okay, so the Rangers game was interesting because the way that he was playing them, they were doing super short shifts. Mm-hmm. So they were, I mean, like, it was really short shifts. It was a lot of changes. So, like, it was always fresh feet out there. And, like, I don't, I don't know particularly what the Rangers were doing in response to that because it was harder for me to keep track of them. But, like, it was, it was always, they were always changing. And it was, like, the Rangers could not keep up with what they were doing at all. Stars were basically skating circles around them. And it was interesting because it was, like, these really short, like, quick changes. Mm-hmm. And somehow that ended up working really well, except on the scoreboard. Yeah, I mean, but that's the kind of stuff that actually would, like, foster, like speed and transition yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's what it's one of those things that it's like that's what makes offense good <laughs> yeah too bad they couldn't pull it out during regulation well and i do think we need to actually say something for kari Lettinen and his excellent three games there Oh, and he's, uh, what was it, like, his 300th win? Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, Kari. I have, uh, did you see that, um, little kid that showed up at the practice and had a jersey for Kari and, like, made him a sign and stuff and was so excited to see him and Kari saw him and, like, asked him to come around and get a real picture with him? Yes, that was so cute. Oh, it was so precious. I was like, Kari Littman, you are a good dude. And I know that I've spent lots of time complaining about him in the past, but, like, he is not the problem on this team right now. Nope. And, in fact, he has been having a really tight season playing backup. It's been great. I'm like, you get to rest and still make your money. It makes me happy for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was that was really a sweet moment. That was super cute. And, I, you know, and I'm super happy that he got his 300th win, and that's really cool, too. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to Kari Lettinen for helping out on the road trip, being the architect of two of those wins. Specifically, and, the one who wins the Rangers, because that was a shootout. And, yep. And zero shout-outs for Ken Hitchcock. <laughs> zero. Four for you, Kyrie Lettinen. <laughs> and none for Glenn Coco. Bye-bye! <laughs> <laughs> and none for Ken Hitchcock. None for Ken Hitchcock. <sighs> okay, so... And none one... for Gretchen Wieners. Bye! <laughs> and one thing that I have to say I am been happy with from a Ken Hitchcock perspective, is that for the last four games, regardless of outcome, we have gotten to see Julius Honka. Yes! Okay, I found the subsection of Twitter, and I don't want to be mean, but I have found the subsection of Twitter that likes Jamie Alexiak. And, again, without being mean, I just have to say, I don't get it. I really don't. I just don't. But... I was so happy to see Julius Honka on the ice doing the things that Julius Honka does well. Oh, my God. In overtime yesterday, 
they, it was a two-on-one breakaway for the for the Flyers coming down on into our zone, and Julius Honka was the one, and that one of one of the one of the flyers is passing it to the other flyer and he like batted it down mid-air and like took it back the other way. It was amazing. It was truly amazing. I was like, Yuli Tonka, I'm so glad you're here. You you were so great. Uh so just talking about Alexia. So I went yesterday, last night I was actually and this is why I missed the Philadelphia game. One of the reasons I missed the Philadelphia game. I've had company all weekend. But um, last night I had tickets with my family to go see uh, the University of Denver, which is, if you remember, won the national championship, the collegiate championship last year. Played. I did not remember that. Okay, sure. well, they did. Uh, played Dartmouth. And Dartmouth is not, okay. like, particularly, well, good hockey school or whatever. And, like, in the first period, um, Denver went up 3 nothing. Um, and it was actually ended up being a really close game because of a couple fluky goals. But there, I was watching the defense pretty, pretty uh, closely because like that's what I do. And there was actually this one player on there who was I looked him up. He was six four. His last name is Fear, which is why I noticed him because that's a great hockey name. But like he that did, is a great name. He's like the Jamie Alexiak of the Denver hockey team. And I was just oh god. like, oh my god, I can't believe I already have at least favorite hockey player. he's like a big dude who makes bad decisions and hits people and like turns over the puck because he's hitting somebody oh oh my god oh that's amazing so I can't believe I already have a least favorite (laughs) oh god that's so good yeah yeah, yeah, it shows up right there when you least expect it. So, like a canker sore on the mouth of the Dallas Stars. We already know that sample sizes are a thing, right? And that's why we've kind of like taken. No, I've never heard of camp sample sizes. <laughs> never explain. Uh,. Which is why we've always taken Julius Honka's results with a kind of a grain of salt, right? Like, because he's only ever gotten a couple games per season. Not through any fault of his own. Well, now he's up to uh, 13 games on this season, 150 minutes. Still not a whole lot of minutes at 5 on 5. He's still rocking a f- almost a 59%, well, a little over 58% Corsi 4 percentage at 5 on 5. And if you look at game score, which is kind of a um, almost a warlike stat, but it's definitely like an aggregate stat that mostly counts offensive contributions, I will say that, but it does heavily weight shot share. Honka Mm -hmm. is sitting in game score per 60, 10th on the team, and he is currently listed as the highest defender in game score per 60. Oh my god. On the Dallas Star. Of course he is. On the Star. Yeah. So I think he's doing pretty good for us, guys. I'm very you think? happy that he's freed Honka. I am too. I just hope it lasts. Well, to that question, uh, Jen asks, how long do you think we get to keep Honka until Hitch loses his mind again? I mean, I want to believe that like he can look with his eyes and see that Honka is a better defenseman than Alexiak, but since past history has shown me that that is not the case, I want to say like, next game? (laughs) I mean, like, who fucking knows? Ken Hitchcock is a crazy person. Do you think that after the game That's rude. He's not crazy, but What? Do you think, but seriously though, do you think that like, the one loss is going to be what causes... No, but like it, but it also depends on like who we're playing because they, he, you know, like we had that. I can't remember which game it was, but he was like, "We need a heavy hitter in there instead of Honka." So oh, it was even though it was Nashville. Yeah, that's it. I yeah, remember exactly so, what you're talking about. Yeah, so I mean, like, it doesn't necessarily always have to do with the game that we just played. It also has to do with the the game we're playing and who we're playing it against. So, like. I want I want to believe that this is the case, but I don't trust that this is the case. So, who knows? We're playing the Capitals next. I could actually see him pulling that because they do hit mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. I could too. Is Tom Wilson still on the Capitals? Because I think Tom Wilson who? is still on the Capitals top line. Tom Wilson is on the top line. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, wow. Did everybody else die? <laughs> There's a plague sweeping capitals off. <laughs> I mean, does everyone have the mumps again? Like, what? Why? He got but like a hat why? trick or something, too. I mean, I'm not good for the guy, I guess. I've always hated him, but good for him, I guess. Let's see. I'm going to pull him up real quick because I'm pretty confident that Tom Wilson is on the top line still. I got hockey viz open because I was going to do some look at something else. Scroll down. I just found cookie dough crusted on my shirt. I mean, it sounds like at some point you had a good time. I did. I went to a cookie decorating party today. Tom Wilson. Yeah, he's been on the top line since, like, game 25-ish. And he's I mean, that's a choice. On the top line. Weird. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a choice that you've made, Washington. That is a choice that you have made. And it doesn't appear to have changed their shot <laughs> results, but their goal results have gotten better. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I that's, I, again, good for them, I guess, if it is working out. I just don't believe in it as a, as a choice. It seems odd. You know who's making worse choices than oh, God. the Capitals? I, I mean, I feel, I, I feel like you're going to tell me. Russia. Russia is making worse choices than the Capitals. <laughs> so. Oh my god. That segue. <laughs> you should be ashamed. Well, so what I wanted to talk about. So the other thing that's really kind of came out in the hockey news this week is that um, Russia, or the last two weeks, I should say, Russia has been disallowed from fielding an actual national team in any sport for the winter olympics because of all of the doping scandals that have gone on um at, for right but didn't i hear after that that they actually are going to be no no, no. allowed so the uh, athletes will be allowed to play under the olympic flag okay and they can be an olympic athlete from russia but they are not playing for russia okay it's not team okay. russia it is team olympic athletes <laughs> Bless. Um, and also, and this came out a little bit after that, so that was kind of like the general, like, blanket statement. So, like, and that's not, not hockey, not just hockey. That's talking about everybody from Russia. Like, no speed skaters, no curlers, nobody gets to play for Russia. Um, but what came out after well, that... I mean, we saw that in the last... No, in the Summer Olympics, right? They had the refugees... Well, no, that was the refugees, but... Well, so they had yeah, Russia like, was allowed to play. But political they're... asylum people that were under the Olympic flag. Yes, but they were under the Olympic flag for political asylum reasons, not because their country is getting punished. <laughs> right, right. Uh, for making bad decisions. And... Uh, Maybe you shouldn't make bad decisions, Russia? Right? Well, so other news is that Russia... Six members of the Russian women's team have been banned from the Olympic for life for doping. Damn. And it's not wow. like they, I don't believe they had they don't have to vacate any medals because they didn't win any medals in Sochi because it was this is all from Sochi. Um, oh, okay. But they do vacate their wins in Sochi. Um and again, the Russian women's team was was actually kind of expected to come into bronze before all of this went down. And so now it's kind of like, uh... <laughs> so, who knows what's going on there. Wow. So, like, as bad as your life might be, at least you're not, like, the coach of the Russians hockey team, the Russian women's hockey team. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Just take that and, like, stick <clears throat> it in your little heart chest. Just You're doing ahead. okay, guys. You're not the coach of the Russian women's hockey team. Thank God, that's all I'm saying. So. That's a lot. That's a lot. Jeez. 
so before we get to happy things, I just wanted to remind everybody that we are still trying to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, from now until January 31st, we are going to be trying to raise these donations. Everything you donate from here on out is going directly to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, I'm actually going to pledge $20 myself because, again, this is a cause I believe super much so much in because my mom had leukemia and they're just a really great cause for blood cancer research. What are you going to have us sing? Um, I am not going to request any songs unless I think of something really good and silly, but at the moment, no song requests coming from me. Uh, and I, I'm i disappointed in you right now. I'm I not going to lie. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Okay. okay. We do have our awesome live musical, semi-live musical spectacular coming up in two weeks. So I've got time. Yeah, it's not going to be live for them to listen to you, but it will be the two of us in person together in a room. <laughs> right? And until, and, and anytime, anytime you want to donate, you can donate uh, tw- $20 or more is a musical uh, deep in the heart of hockey radio request. And you can request any song. We have some de- we have some good ones I'm pretty stoked about, actually, to sing. Some um, ones that I have literally never heard of before in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And any song, any dedication, and we will sing it for you guys to the best of our ability, which is low, but we will do it. <laughs> I mean, these, these people presumably have listened to our musical <laughs> podcast at some point, so they should know. Um, but I do want to say a big thank you to the people who have already donated and have uh, basically funded this podcast for a year, which is fucking crazy. Like, I can't believe you guys did that. Like, so thank you so, so, so much. Um, but thank you to Stefan who <laughs> requested the <laughs> excellent version of Soft Kitty we did this <laughs> earlier. I know what you mean. That was the best I've ever sounded in my life. <laughs> Tom, Andrew, Jen, Madalena, <clears throat> Alyssa, Elizabeth, Amanda, Rebecca, and Lauren. You guys are fucking superstars. Fucking definitely. Superstars. Thank you so much. Um, and again, we will be singing so many good, fun songs on the next podcast. And then we have another live special show that we'll be doing in January. So get your requests in and, uh, we will attempt to fuck them up the least amount that we can. Yeah. Cause Carolyn's coming to visit me. Well, not me, but she's coming to visit the stars <laughs> and I just happen to be here too. <laughs> it's going to be a really good time. I mean, you're coming because I asked you to come, so. Yeah, and we, you know, I, I feel like that might be, uh, we're going to work on getting some special guests. So maybe we'll just do, like, two podcasts that day. Like, like one maybe. musical yeah. one where we go through our normal podcasty stuff, and then one, like, big mailbag one. Depending on how things work out, whatever. We have we have large plans, big dreams. So many, so many dreams. So, so many dreams. So many big dreams. So you know what's next on the list? Happy things. Happy things. Why don't you go next? Because I've been talking a lot. Lord. Okay. So my, I have two happy, happy, hella happy things. The first happy thing is uh, Ben Bishop. <laughs> first of all, I just love him. Second of all, he's been playing really well. Third of all, I don't know if you've seen the GIF yet. Of the very short fire, and when I say very short, he's 5'11. The short fire trying to look over Ben Bishop. No, I haven't. Taylor Liar, that's his name, Taylor Liar. Um, <clears throat> he's trying to look over Taylor, over Ben Bishop because the puck is behind the net. And ben Bishop's just like standing there, and the guy <laughs> can't see over him. And it is honestly the best thing that I have ever seen. I. Even though we lost that game, I was, like, still very, very, very pleased that that was a thing that happened because it was hilarious. Truly, truly, truly hilarious. Um, the, I mean, the other happy things are it's Christmas, and, like, we've got, like, I've got Christmas coming up, so I've got this trip coming up with my family. So, like, while it hasn't happened yet, we've got, we're getting all the stuff ready and getting it all together, and it's already snowing in Colorado, as I'm sure you know, and... So, yeah, we've just, that is a happy thing because it's the anticipation of me only having a three-day work week because I leave bright and early on Thursday morning in the car and I will not have to even think about Austin and how hot it is (laughs) for, like, 
literally two weeks, and I'm just so excited. We're going to go sleigh riding. We're going to sit in front of a, like, warm fire and drink hot chocolate. We're going to, like, make snowmen in the yard. I mean, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had a white Christmas in God knows how long. Potentially ever. <laughs> I don't remember my childhood. I mean, like, my little childhood. Very well. I don't remember if we had them when I lived in Richmond, but I was also four when we left Richmond, so who knows. Well, I can't promise you snow, but it is likely. Oh, no. Dude, it's already, like, 50% chance of snow on the on the mountain on, like, starting Thursday, and then for the next five days. Awesome. So, yeah, it's definitely going to snow. Yay! Like, there will definitely be snow. And this is, I mean, this is up in Estes Park, not down in Denver where you are, so. Yeah, no, no, I know, I, but I mean, also, like... So that actually is a really great transition to my happy things. Um, so my first happy thing is actually like probably like the bigger event. So I actually had guests at my new condo for the first time this oh my gosh! So I had a couple of girlfriends who came in from Austin and we hung out. And on Saturday we went to this we went to this place and we hiked and it, we were like up in the mountains and there was snow on the ground in this hike. And at one point we were like going we literally, literally walked across a frozen creek. To get to oh my gosh! It was so cool, um, and you could hear over the, the river and through the woods <laughs> to grandmother's house. Where you go, but you could literally hear like the the creek bubbling under the ice, and it was so cool. Oh my god, that's so cool! But I have my second happy thing, and it's it's this is like this just brings me so much joy. It's just such a little thing, and it brings me so much joy. I love this. What is that? So. I live in a city, like, like city, city. Like I live downtown. I don't live in a suburb. I don't live in Austin. Like I sort of lived in Austin before I live in the fucking city. Yeah. You did not live in Austin before. <laughs> right. No, I know. But you tell people. Yeah. Um, well, who's heard of Cedar Park anyway? Right. Exactly. So anyway, so I live in the city for realsies. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of graffiti and blah, 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 blah. Well, they're doing a bunch of graffiti. They're doing a bunch of construction, like very close to my house. And every once in a while to get in like the big... Uh, cranes and stuff they'll close off the street so they have like the road closed signs and most of the time the road road is open so they're just like kind of sitting off to the side on the sidewalk and so naturally having the signs just handing hanging around people have tagged them with their little graffiti name call thing i don't even know what you call that handles okay Um, i'm too white to know what that's called and Uh, yeah (laughs) it's cool but but so on the road close sign at one end of my street it's all tagged up and one of the tags is potato bread (laughs) (laughs) what what potato bread this guy is that somebody's like street name Oh, but that's a gang I'd be Street in. Street name, Potato Bread. Like, let's go carbs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that is so strange. And every time I walk that past so that. so strange. Every time I walk past it, it just brings me so much fucking joy. As potato it should, bread. man. As it should. <laughs> potato Bread. What? <laughs> what? I love it. I love that person. Today. I don't know who they are, but I love it. I will gladly adopt it as my gangster name. So, on to reader questions? Yeah, let's do it. I have still one more place to get to this weekend, and then I will actually be done with my weekend. I think my Just in time to go to bed. I think my <laughs> gangster name would be Everything Bagel. What would your gangster name Everything be? Everything Bagel. Your gangster carb name. Mac and cheese. <laughs> I like it. Tell me it wouldn't be mac and cheese, no, though. No, it would totally I mean... be mac and cheese. <laughs> All right, let's get started with these questions. <laughs> so, Jen asks, who do you think the final cuts will be for the U.S. Women's National Team, and how much will they hurt my heart? Also, U.S. Women's National Team versus Team NWHL, two game in Tampa in January. Please discuss. Honestly, I haven't been keeping up very much with the U.S. women's team. Um, I know they're playing their, like, final friendly against Canada tonight, actually. I think, though, it seems like Monique Lamoureux has been in and out of the lineup, so I feel like she might, and given that she is one of the older people on the team right now, I have a feeling that she might be kind of in that very, like, 
mm, area. Um, mm. But I also think that no matter who gets cut, it will hurt your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that feels like if you're, it's going to hurt your heart, that already goes without saying. Exactly. So I feel like you just, you know, be prepared for your heart to be hurt. Start, start preparing yourself now. That's all I'm exactly. saying. Um, especially considering the last couple showings against Canada haven't been great. So there's definitely, I think, going to be some shakeups, which I'm not looking forward to either. Because It doesn't sound like anybody's looking forward to this. I have feelings. Um, but I am looking forward to the U.S. Women's National Team versus NWHL games in J- Tampa, which they were just announced. Um, I do wish that it had kind of been like pre-planned a little better. Because like, mm-hmm. it sound, from what I remember, those two games are also conflicting with the um, game they had scheduled in Pittsburgh, and that wasn't like an all star game or anything like that. It was just like kind of a, a neutral site game to like get Pittsburgh fans in and stuff like that. But it also means that those people who had bought tickets to go to a Pittsburgh game are probably going to see some of the bigger stars of the NWHL because they're already going to be playing the U.S. national team. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. So like. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty... I think it's a great opportunity for the NWHL, and I think they will make the most of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, overall, that's probably the better choice than the neutral site game, as far as trying to bring people in. So, I get why it's happening. I just wish it had been kind of a little bit better planned. Yeah. But that's usually, like, yeah, everything. Makes sense. That's, like, my always my criticism of the NWHL, right? Like... Plan better! Like, maybe anticipate some stuff. <laughs> Weird. So I'm going to ask you this question because I think you can probably answer it just as well as I can. Um, <laughs> Tanner okay. asks, Hannah, Bilka, and Allison Simpson recently made the U.S. under U.S. under 18 women's team for the women's under 18 women's World Cup or World Championships. Sorry, blah blah blah. And the DSEC EHC under 16 girls. So I have a feeling that's something about Dallas hockey girls team uh ranked in the top 10 in the nation well that's cool could we start seeing big growth for women's slash girls hockey in dallas uh i mean i think anytime somebody has success from a particular area then yeah it certainly would bolster participation in the sport in general um as to what would actually... It's the Dallas Stars Elite Hockey Club, by there the way. There we go. I mean, I'm sure... I don't see why it couldn't have some effect. I don't know that it would be big growth. Like, I don't know what would be really be needed to have big growth for women's and girls hockey in, in Dallas. But I honestly don't really know enough about what is actually available at this point in time for mm-hmm. women playing hockey in Dallas. Yeah, I mean... Um, so... I mean, if somebody wants to learn us on that, we would certainly be happy to talk about local stuff in Dallas at some point. And I will um, say, I, I mean, shout out to Tanner, because Tanner knows, like, Tanner is always... Tanner knows. Ta- always I mean, we get a lot of stuff from Tanner. I really what's Dallas going in, what's going on in the Dallas junior scene. Um, so if anybody has wants, like, the inside info on the Dallas junior scene, um, it's at TexSR underscore Tanner1. And he has, like, always been like, oh, my God, did you see that this person is playing, like, uh, from the area? So, like, he knows the Dallas scene and the Dallas Junior scene. So, shout out there, Tanner. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, Tanner. <laughs> pretty impressive. <laughs> I'm um, always like, no, Tanner, I had no idea this was going on. But thanks. This is awesome. Uh, so, but the other thing I will say is, like, to that point... Um, I don't necessarily know what's going on in Dallas specifically, but I was watching one of the U.S. women's team games, um, and they actually had the new president of USA Hockey on, um, just as kind of like one of those intermission interviews, and he was talking about the growth of women's hockey as a rule, like overall, but he was saying specifically that like non-traditional markets are making up like like exponential growth right now over oh, some of the more cool. traditional gro- markets, um, so places like... Dallas and the rest of Texas, California, um, Tennessee, a lot of, and not coincidentally, like not, un, you know, uncoincidentally that there, there's a places where there's a large professional hockey presence as well. Sure. But for sure, like girls hockey is growing significantly and especially in these non-traditional markets. So I do think that like 
you will start seeing you are seeing big growth is what I'm saying. Like, I think you are seeing big mm-hmm. growth for women's hockey, especially in the Dallas area too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that is accurate. Is it my turn? Uh, yes. Driving girl asks, so if NHL men, and I guess the Russians too, aren't permitted to go to the winter Olympics, what other hockey talent is there to look forward to outside of cheering on the USA ladies? I'm really curious to see if we get as much NCAA participation in the Olympics as I think we probably should need at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the KHL did say they would release players, which was a kind of a, Ooh, we don't know if it's going to happen um, sort of thing. So I have a feeling that like the U.S. and Canada will really reach deep into the professional European ranks over going to mm. some of the younger guys and I'd really like to see some of the younger guys over those like older older guys um, but I guess like my big thing is I'm actually like from a men's perspective I really want South Korea to like actually do something like I read a really interesting interview with their coach and I can't remember where it was um, like he's the coach sounds like on point and like frankly with like Russia kind of getting screwed and with the US and the Canada like basically being U.S., Canada, Sweden, Finland, all being KHL guys. All of them. Like, I feel like this is South Korea's, like, big shot at, like, maybe <laughs> lucky to do a medal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you should take full advantage of this one. Everybody else in the world is all I'm right? saying. Like, this is your shot. Like, I Don't really want... throw away your shot. I really, really, really want the men's Olympic tournament to be just like fucking crazy at this point like I'm like no I don't want Canada or US to medal like fuck them both like I want like these weird ass teams to medal <laughs> I want gold through bronze straight down just to be somebody you would never expect I want it to be like a country that doesn't even have ice <laughs> well I don't think any of those qualified for the Olympics that's too bad a Jamaican hockey team is really where I'm at right now did you see that Nigeria's fielding a bobsled team? I didn't, but my heart is so full right now. I didn't know that was what I needed to hear, and I might start crying. That's amazing. I will. <laughs> like, I'm that gonna, makes I'll, me so happy. I'm going to, like, the, and, oh, my God, let me hang on. I'm going to try and find this for you so you can look at it right now and just uh, cry on the podcast because it's a women's, back. Nigerian I'm... women's bobsled team. Oh my god, I, I, oh, that reminds me, I did see that. I'm going back, that's my happy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, whatever I said, vendorship and, and family vacation, nope. <laughs> it is the Nigerian ladies' bobsled team. That's amazing. Yeah, and they're just like, they look like ultimate badasses. I love it, I love it. They could probably kill me with using only their thighs. Oh, here for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, please just just wreck me. That's all I need. <laughs> I am I am here for that. Did I say that out loud? Are you people did. listening? I mean, hopefully. not yet, but they will be. <laughs> I mean, they, I, I, I frankly, I don't think that anybody who listens to our podcast is going to disagree with the sentiment, though. No, probably not. Okay. I'm among friends <laughs> for sure. Uh, my I don't know why is... I sound so much like Eeyore today, but yeah, it's your turn to ask. Well, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so Julia, friend of the podcast, Julia asks, what are your plans for the Patrick Eves illustration once I remember to mail it? Honestly, I forgot it was coming, but my plans are to frame it and hang it on my wall and give it a little pat on the head every night. I'm pretty excited. So, like, I'm going to turn my back room into my office. And, like, even though, like, the rest of the house I'm doing, like, super, like, elegant and chic and stuff, I'm going to turn my office into kind of my, like, sportsy stuff. Fan cave. Fan cave. And then, so, like, I'm going to put my Jamie Hit bobblehead up there. And I've got, like, some Manchester City stuff to put up there. And, like, I'm really, I'm pretty excited to get the, some of that stuff unpacked. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, I like it. Okay. So, she also asks... If each star were a Christmas cookie, what cookie would they be? Oh. Do you, I don't even eat like, so, very specific Christmas cookies. 
I don't really think of them as very specific Christmas cookies. So let's instead say, what shape would they be if they were a sugar cookie? And how well would they be decorated? Oh. So Antoine Roussel would not be seasonally appropriate. (laughs) Somebody would have busted out a bat from the Halloween cookie cutter drawer. And decorated it with Christmas colors, but very poorly. <laughs> but it would still be delicious. Oh, yeah. It would just, it would just, you know, look like a child had done it. Jamie Ben would be a wreath, Christmas wreath, and it would look really good, except the icing would have been made with salt instead of sugar. Oh, no. Um, I think, I think Tyler Sagan would be the snowflake shape, and it would just not be very good. Why are we being so mean? <laughs> You're like, I feel like he would have lost like patience trying to poke out the like little like, you know, all the little yeah. times out of the the cookie cutter, and it would have just gotten kind of smushy. <laughs> yeah, Jason Spezza would be a Christmas tree, and it would be immaculately decorated. Immaculately decorated. And it would have, like, um, the little hot, like, the red hots on the little, on the edges. It would have, it would have red hots. It would have, like, little pieces of white something or other to look like tinsel. It would be, it would have, like, it would have little round thing, sugar things to look like, you know, Christmas, like, ornaments. It would have, you know, it would just be immaculate. You wouldn't even want to eat it. It was so pretty. And if you did eat it, it would be fucking delicious. <laughs> that is Jason Betta. If you did eat it, <laughs> it would be fucking delicious. <laughs> Julius Honka doesn't have an ornament because he already ate it. <laughs> And then he's inching his hand toward Jason Spezza's. <laughs> he is. And Jason Spezza sees it, and he is going to smack his hand away as soon as he gets close enough. Bad rookie. That is Jason Spezza. Bad rookie. He's no. everybody's dad. Uh, and I feel like um, Klingberg would just, like, went hog wild with, like, the sprinkles. Like, I don't even know what shape it is, but it's definitely, like, red and green sprinkles. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. Are you making yeah. noises for me? Am I? <laughs> I was messing with my shaking. hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was messing with my hair, but sure, let's call that sprinkle noises. Um, what? What? Who else is on this team? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Foxa. Uh, Devin. Okay. Shore. So, Foxa would make his fox shaped because they have wild woodland creature cookie cutters his would be fox shaped and it would be he would have made very good efforts (laughs) into decorating it correctly and it would have looked good for a little while but then somebody either would have hit it with an elbow or knocked some sprinkles from a different cookie onto it and all of a sudden it is just a disaster oh Poor Foxa. He tries. He tries so hard. He does so good. Okay. Tyler Pitlix would have been decorated by his child. And it, it would look like it was decorated by a two-year-old, and it would be amazing. Yay. It would be mostly frosting. 90% frosting. And 10%. the frosting would be pink. And the shape of it would be a snowman, because she wanted a pink snowman. I like it. I like it a lot. Yes. Uh, so, uh, third question from Julia, friend of the podcast. Former stars Hemsky and Jordy Ben shaved their heads for charity. Rate their new looks. Hashtag I looks. haven't seen them. So, until I read this question, I did not know that Alish Hemsky shaved his head. I knew Jordy Ben had shaved his head. I didn't know either one of them had shaved his head. And I am so betrayed right now. Like, I just feel so betrayed beautiful hands and faces. Alex Where Hensky. do we see this picture? Um, hang on. I'll, I'll, let me put a link in real quick. I found an article. I, I Googled why it. Didn't you, why didn't you, why didn't you do this? I didn't do this until just now. I just Googled it just now. Um, and I am so betrayed. 
I I don't I don't know about this. So I don't even want to see it. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I I looked on Twitter and I found the picture of Jordy Ben and Jeff Petrie, and this is just awful. Sweet Jesus! No, there's a video. Oh my god, Alashevsky, don't do it! No! Why is this happening to me? God, this is really bad. I don't know why okay, bad, so, things, bad things happen to good people like us. First of all, right? I do not understand why bad things happen to me on the reg like this. Uh, first of all, Alachemsky sat down with Andrew Shaw, and I just have to say Andrew Shaw is somebody who should never rock this look that he is currently rocking, where they shaved him on top first, and they left him, like, long hair on the side. Oh, and no. He looks like Bozo the Clown, and it is awful. But also, Alachemsky should never be bald. I'm going to rate his new look as a bad, because that man should just never be bald. That's just not, that doesn't look right. No. No, and Jordy Ben, like, goes from somebody who's, like, kind of hot lumberjack to, like, you'd cross the street to avoid him. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely looks like he would beat you up and steal your lunch money. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk near him. No, no, I don't like it. I can't like either one of those. Rated poorly. Rated poorly. I'm, yeah, it's just not good. P for poor, P for poor. All right, well, let me ask Andrew Elliott's question, which is, I know we don't want to make any changes on defense right now, but wouldn't it have been cool to have the number three pick play number one and two back-to-back? Do we regret taking Jake Ottinger over Alex DeBrincat or Clint Costin? I mean, it would have been cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, Heiskanen is looking really sweet. Oh, well, that's somebody. Thinking back to, like, the uh, Olympics question, Heiskanen is probably going to be at the Olympics. So that's somebody to, like, cheer for, for Finland. No, nice. Uh, but at the same time, I'm totally cool with him, like, playing for Finland and, like, doing all these Finland things. Um, and he'll play both of them next year. Like, probably. He's more than likely going to make the NHL next year. Um, right. So, I mean, I'm okay with waiting. But, yeah, it would have been fun. It would have been good storyline. Sure. Accurate. Do it for the narrative, right? Do it for the <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. Do it for the narrative. Do we regret taking Jake Ottinger over Alex DeBrincat? Like, I mean, I think my thing is, like... Is it Ottinger and not Ottinger? I, it is, I, I wasn't I, sure I if no it was idea. a hard or a soft G. You, why are you asking me? I don't know. I'm sorry. That was a poor <laughs> choice on my part. <laughs> don't be like Russia, Marin. Don't be like Russia. <laughs> don't be Russia, Marin. Don't be Russia. <laughs> I'm, I have to tell you, that is the first time in my life anybody has ever told me not to be Russia. <laughs> I don't know. Do we regret taking Jake? I, you know, I don't think we can at this point regret that. Like, I do think Cat should not have fallen as far as he did. Um, but I think overall, I mean, we got three first round picks and I feel like we didn't, we did a good job at all of them. I'm happy with Jake Robertson. I'm happy with, very happy with Mira Heiskanen. Heiskanen? Whatever. Heiskanen. Heiskanen. I think it's Heiskanen. He's definitely finished. I think it's Heiskanen, but don't. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty confident in Heiskanen. Never quote right. me on anything. <laughs> All right, I'll take that to heart. Don't take that to heart either. <laughs> uh, but I don't, and I do think, I mean, I know he's not having a hard year. Ottinger is not doing well this season, but he did great last year. And so I think, like, from a perspective, goalies are always harder, and Ottinger was very well rated. And we need... We need a pipeline. We need a goalie pipeline. We have no goalie pipeline. And um, knowing that he is in the pipeline is a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, no, we don't need him next year. That's not the plan. And while I think DeBrincat is going to be amazing, and I would not have been sad if they picked him instead of Ottinger, I don't know. I don't think you can call Ottinger, like, a bust or the wrong call or whatever just because somebody behind him is doing really well too. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah, for sure. Especially because you'd be second guessing yourself for the rest of your life. Right? Like, I mean, he was a good call at the time. I think he's still a good call from what we knew. And just because, but I think we also knew that DeBrincat was going to be a good call. And I think it was weird that he fell as far as he did. Yeah. 
Clem Costin, I don't know as nearly as much about. <laughs> so I'm just going to like pull all my conversation about to bring cat. Cool. I don't know anything about that dude either. <laughs> I like his Sorry. name. Good job, Clem Costin, on having a badass name. It is a pretty badass name. I'm not going to lie. Uh, okay. I think it's my is turn, it... right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That seems right. Josh Craig asks... Do you guys think the stars should be looking at any moves at the deadline? Or is this a stay-the-course kind of season, barring injury? I don't know that any... I don't know that... I don't know that there would be any moves that help. And we're not going to be sellers if we're still skirting the outskirts of being on... I mean, if we're still in the bubble, we're not going to try to be sellers. And And I don't really... I don't think that... I don't think that there's a lot that could actually, that is out there that could make a, an appreciable difference for us to lose somebody or something. Yeah. Unless somehow you can unload Alexiak. Right? Like, <laughs> and turn him into gold. <laughs> well, my thing is, like, we're pretty, we're pretty weak on the left side of defense. And mm-hmm. that bothers me a little bit. Because, like, without Mathot, like, our penalty kill has gotten pretty bad. Um... And like Lindell, mm. Lindell, and uh, what's his face? Dan, 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 the defense, Dan, man. Dan, the defense man, are doing really well. Uh, Dan Hamhuth, please Dan don't Ham try Hughes. to say Hamquee again. No, I, I totally just blanked on his last name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Hamhuth. It wasn't the pronunciation thing. It was like I forgot that this man's name. Um, Hamhuth and uh, <laughs> well, he is really hurt, Carolyn. No, he's probably ecstatic because the man has like a second career as an assassin waiting for him because no one can remember what he looks <laughs> Cause, like. Because you can't, because you can't seem to remember his name. <laughs> because you can't remember his name, and he looks like every every white dude ever. Like this man is built to be an assassin. I wonder if he knows. <laughs> but so I think there's somewhere, and right now Stephen Johns is playing with Honka on the, and he's a righty, and he's playing on the left, and. I feel like, and we, no one wants Alexiak in the lineup, so I feel like there's something you could probably do to build a package for, like... Except a, for those people that I talked about earlier that actually do want Alexiak in the lineup. Who are just crazy. We're, we don't listen to them. And, uh... <laughs> listen, they don't listen you to our it. podcast. They know by now. <laughs> and so True. I think there's something, like, there probably should be extra depth on the left. Somehow. But, again, we're talking about if Mathot comes back healthy, then we've got him on the left, right? And Honka on the right for that pairing. Mm-hmm. And then we're fine. So, I don't know. Yep. Things are, that's really my own my main concern. Other than that, I would kind of stay the course. I would I, I definitely think it'd be, like, low-key trades, if anything. I yeah. I want us yeah. going for something, somebody big and expensive. No, I don't think there's any. First of all, I don't think there's any call for that. And second of all, I don't know who we'd get and what we'd have to get of a give up to get them. Yeah, like the other, the only people really like avail, like the hardcore ones are like James Neal. No thanks. No He's thanks. already been here. Uh, Evander Kane, which is a hard pass. Yeah. Because um, he likes to abuse people. Yeah, well, yes, that too. And. Uh, a couple of guys on defense that I think are just kind of meh. And so, like, I don't, I mean, there's not a lot of people out there that I'm like, yes, we need them. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Let's do the last question because I really have to get out of here. Okay. It's my turn, right? I think so. All right. Susa asks, uh, what are your favorite Christmas dishes? Sorry if it's too random, but I'm actually curious. First and foremost. <clears throat> Have you heard our podcast? The question is too random for our podcast. First and foremost, please never apologize for random questions. We love random questions. Um, I honestly, I'm a big fan of like the traditional Christmas ham. And oh God, yeah. It's not even so much that I love ham; it's that I love making ham and bean soup. So it's like after Christmas, I love making soup afterwards. How did you take my favorite thing about Christmas and just ruin it just there? <laughs> like, you straight up took it in a place where I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm ruining Christmas. I'm secretly the Grinch. You secretly, you not so secretly just ruined the fuck out of my day. 
God. Technically, I uh, remember the fuck out of the days after Christmas. Yes, that's true. Because I would never make Thanks it. Thanks for that. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas dish? So, my mother makes this homemade macaroni and cheese that she has been making since my she was a little girl with my grandmother. And my grandmother's been making it for God knows how long. Well, had been making it. She's no longer with us. But it's one of those it's one of those macaroni and cheese recipes that doesn't have a recipe. It's like, okay, make a roux. Awesome, you made a roux. Now add some water and flour. Or chicken, sorry, chicken broth and flour. Okay. Now add some cheese and more flour. And add cheese and cheese and cheese and melt it on the stovetop and keep adding cheese until the gravy makes a plop. <laughs> you lift it up with a spoon and you see if it plops right. And if it doesn't plop right, you add more of whatever it is you need to add more of. And if it does plop right, you let it simmer for a little bit longer while you make your noodles. Then you make your noodles and you pour the cheese sauce that you have made that may or may not be the right cheese sauce. We're not really sure at this point in time. Put it over the noodles and then you put it in the, the oven for 45 minutes on a temperature. I can't remember. That's the only thing that I do have written down somewhere. And that's that's the mac and cheese recipe. It's amazing. Gangster. It's so good. Uh, and it's hilarious trying to get my mother to tell me how to make it over the phone because she's like, well, uh, how's the plopping sound? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That sounds awesome. It's really good. Well, thank you for hanging with us. That's all we have for tonight. And please, oh I, god, wait! Don't wait with bated breath. But like, I, I'm pretty, I'm jazzed. I'm so excited for our semi-live Christmas musical spectacular. And I'm honestly just excited to be in the same room with you again because I, I miss be you so a lot. It's gonna be so great. It uh, is. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or need to submit a Depart Hockey radio request, you can reach us at Depart Hockey at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Tumblr at DeepHeartHockey.tumblr.com and on WordPress for our official blog at DeepHeartHockey.wordpress.com. And again, if you would love to don't we would love extra donations for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And I will link our PayPal where we're accepting those at, when I post the episode. Bye. Yay! Bye. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And Merry happy Christmas. holidays. No matter what's your holiday. It's a time to celebrate. Put your worries aside. I don't. I'm, I know the whole fucking thing. I can go through the whole thing right now. <laughs> but no. Or I could stop. <laughs> <laughs>